Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's episode of the Tuned In Podcast. Today's episode, we have a guest with us. So my guest today is a therapist in holistic beauty and complementary medicine with over 15 years experience. Because of the incredible words her Nana voiced to her as a child, something magical within her was born. Holistic therapies became her passion. What was a hobby as a teenager became her career in her 20s. When the pandemic came knocking on our front doors in 2020, she was like so many other business owners. She had no other option other than to shut shop. So with this free time, she started to work on a new project that she had flirted with in the past, but due to her one-to-one client commitments, she didn't have the time pre-pandemic to bring this project to life. She started to make her own range of natural essential oil therapeutic candles, and as it stands today, she has a range of 10 candles, all candles created for a different purpose. Her latest candle is an incredible creation with so much love and meaning infused into it. In this conversation, we talk about her career journey, where it all started and how it has evolved. My guest today is the true definition of a ray of sunshine. Her undisputable love and passion for her work is truly inspiring. I have witnessed both as a client and as a businesswoman, her ongoing support, guidance and courage. So it was my absolute privilege to have her on the podcast. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome today's guest, Leah Cooney. Folks, you are very welcome, as always, to the Tuned In podcast. My guest today, I am very excited to have just over a year ago we connected through a charity event that we were both helping out in and I remember us chit-chatting about business and everything that afternoon but what I felt I don't know if she feels the same but what I felt that day is that we were deeply connecting I walked away with a friend with and I with a mentor and someone that that I that has given me guidance that has given me support for the the course of the la- the last year, and when I am in her presence, it I'm always excited. I always come away with something, not just I always come away lit up, more energized than than before I I than I see her. So I could continue talking and waffling on because I'm looking at her at the moment. But Leah Cooney, my dear, you are so welcome to the tuned in podcast. Good morning. <laughs> this is my first ever podcast. Is it? It is. Is it? I'm a virgin. I am a virgin to this. So <laughs> I couldn't be with anyone better sleep. I am delighted. I am delighted. So Every conversation with my guest is to get to know um to get to know them on a deeper level and to to share to, you know to share their world with my listeners and like every conversation I allow it to flow naturally so where it goes who knows where it ends I don't know but I have a beginning I do have a beginning and I've heard this story before. I just think it's beautiful. Will you tell my listeners or talk to us about the words that your beautiful grandmother shared with you when you were a child? My beautiful nanny. 
thank you for starting with her because my whole holistic journey as a holistic therapist started with my nanny as a very, very young child. Um, she always told me that I had healing hands. So I suppose as a young child, I believed her. <laughs> so um, I always came in handy um, for a little massage or a little gentle hand rub, a face massage, a scalp massage. So, you know, I came in handy for her every now and again. But my Nana was a very spiritual woman. Um, she was deeply religious. And I suppose I always got a very safe, safe energy from my Nana. Um, a real fun magical energy around my nana and I suppose that gave me great foundation as a young child to grow in confidence and have great self-esteem and have this ethos that basically everything and anything is possible Um, just a really really positive woman to be around and as a child I, I just remember her always telling me and as a teenager and in my 20s and luckily in my 30s I still had her that um I always had healing hands and I believed my Nana to be a healer. Um, I believed her to have healing hands, a healing touch through her spirituality. And I guess maybe genetically, I hope, I do think it was passed down to me through her, via her. Very special lady. Very, very incredible woman. That is incredible to have that voice oh. to you. Do you know, not just once, mm. but as you said, child, teenager, 20s and even in your 30s. As a matter of interest, is there anything else? Is there anything else that you hold on that she would have voiced to you aside from those beautiful words? I get, oh, geez, she was just a positive force of nature. Oh, you know, amazing. like, I guess, um, oh, just a, a massive support, a huge comfort, a safety blanket. Um, I was very lucky. I was such a lucky, lucky girl to have such an incredible woman you know, on my team, do you know, she, and she was like that for all her grandchildren, all her, all her children. Um, and no matter what, there was always a way around a complication. Nothing was ever too big or too scary that, you know, you could always figure something out and whether that be through for her, it was prayer um, or just mindfulness, Celine, before mindfulness was a thing, she was always just, let's just break this down. Let's just calm down. Let's just figure this out bit by bit. No, nothing was too scary. And I suppose having that as a young child, that reinforcement of safety going forward as a teenager and a young adult, it gave me great confidence. Um, and th these are subtle things as a child that I suppose I, you know, I wasn't aware of, but I guess, having been surrounded by it, I knew nothing different. All I knew was consistent love and encouragement. I wasn't the best academic student in school. But that wasn't an issue. It was never an issue. And I know probably my parents were probably worried <laughs> or concerned about my future or my career or anything like that. And my Nana would always believe I failed a test or if I failed an exam, which happened quite often. <laughs> My, my nan would always be like, she's just not, she just doesn't want to peak too early. You know, there was always a bright <laughs> side. There was always a calming energy, you know. For, so for me, it was always great security that my, I knew my nana would fix it. You know, she would always have this calming energy that everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to work out. 
And I think it just came naturally to her, Celine. And therefore that came down the generations through my mum, who is a counsellor. And then to me that everything is always going to be okay. As frightening or as scary as the circumstances may possibly be, or as sad or traumatic, it is going to be okay if you can just try and calm the mind to a certain extent, do you know? Oh my goodness, that is incredible. And I love the words that you use that, you know, she was a part of your team. Like that's that's amazing oh. as you were as you were growing up. Yeah. For anyone that is not familiar with your work, will you explain what exactly it is that you do? Um, what do you know where the healing hands <laughs> obviously come come from? And I yeah. do you mean I have witnessed your healing hands? They're incredible. They are just mm. I adore getting the treatment from you and I'm not just saying that because oh, obviously we're on yeah. the microphone but for yeah. like I said for anyone that's not familiar with your work will you just go through it um with us what exactly it is that you do the day job the day job, the um, day job. I, <laughs> I am what you call a holistic therapist in complementary medicine um so what my job entails is I work one-on-one holistically so I work with a client treating them body mind and soul and so I am one of these very very lucky people that I really do enjoy going to work every day to meet and spend time with beautiful energies Um, so holistically I do this through my main medium would be massage so I am trained in all different types of massage aromatherapy um, Reiki, uh, reflexology, a thing called Hobie ear candling, which is becoming very popular now in the last while. I think you've had that done with me. Soon, I did. You? I the did. Hopi, you did. That was one of our first treatments it together. Was, yeah. oh, I love, love the Hopi. Um, I'm fascinated by it. Yes. Yeah. The ear candling. So yeah. just to explain to anyone who doesn't understand it is <laughs> I work with a candle that I place into the ear canal and it draws out gunk, earwax, um, blocked sinus via a candle in the ear so it, it does sound a little bit out there but um it's basically a very very gentle form of syringing that can be done in the doctors and I get great results from it so Incredible. look the job the job description varies depending on who comes into the room and I tailor every single session and treatment to how the individual is feeling on that particular day so you know, depending on what energy is coming in, I could be dealing from anything. Um, a bride who is getting married in a couple of weeks time with her high energy and her nerves and her excitement to anything from maybe a lady that's coming into me that could be suffering the loss of a, a husband, a partner, um, a, a parent. So it, it, it varies mm-hmm. um, quite a bit from the highest of highs to the, the, the very saddest of times for people. But through touch, through um holding space um I know my nana has said and I have said you know healing hands I'm not a healer I am not there to heal anybody you have the capability the client has the capability to heal themselves what I do is I hold that space I give that opportunity to give the client time to heal themselves and I suppose with the life that we lead at the minute, it, it can be very busy and then it can be hectic. It can be very overwhelming. And instead of 
maybe pausing and taking a step back from it, we, we tend to get caught up in it, in a rat race, chasing the tails. And we seem to, a lot of us think that that's going to solve our problems when really taking a step back, taking a breath, taking a break um, can really solve <laughs> a lot of problems. Um, as I, I just say to clients is I, I unplug you from your world for an hour or two to help you recharge your own batteries to possibly cope a little bit better, to gain clarity um, for maybe the questions that you have or the problems that are going around in your brain. Because if we're too caught up in the brain, which a lot of us are, we're not listening to our heart. We're not listening to our gut instincts. We're just too, too consumed in the fog, basically. Mm -hmm. And so it's just to reinforce that I am not, I, I do not see myself as a healer. But what I do is, my intentions are to hold that safe space, that non-judgmental space, um, to be a friend to that person at that time, to make them, I suppose what my Nana offered me was a safe space. And if I can even give an inch of that to a client to feel safe, to feel heard, um, to give them a sense of of safety I guess so they can sort out their own problems their own mess <laughs> so basically it's to give it's to get a break it's to give a break and we don't take enough time the majority of my clients are women and it, I think it's just how we're programmed as women I don't mean to be sexist here sorry <laughs> to any male <laughs> listeners I guess but I suppose I, I do deal a lot with women with young children with teenagers and as a mum they put themselves at the bottom of the to-do list and they tend to forget about themselves, their, their self-worth, their, their own needs, their own wants, because they're so busy looking after everybody else. And it's just the natural nurturing element in them that I suppose generationally it's been passed down to them that that's how we're programmed. But my whole ethos is, you know, if, if you can look after yourself first, um, Selena, I think you voiced this, you know, to put on your own, air mask first you know if there was ever an issue on a plane you know that they always advise stick on your own mask first before catering to anyone else you know that's what I'm like with my clients like look after you first because if you can recharge your batteries then you've got better energy to cope with your your children or your spouse or the workplace or the family life you know it's to take care of numero uno first mm -hmm. I always um, say that that hmm. when you look after yourself first you're a better everything else if it yes. be a mum, wife, partner, sister, best friend, work colleague. And it's just trying to portray it in a loving and a compassionate way that it is not selfish to take yeah. time for yourself. And I think it's been voiced that way for quite a number of years, but it's it's come across in a, in a kind of toxic, positive way that it's okay yeah. to be selfish. And it's, whereas I'm, what I'm trying to voice to people it's not selfish. Strip that word right yeah. from self-care. You do know that self-care is looking after your physical, mental and emotional health. How in any way is that selfish? And it's trying to. And I love what you said there uh, a few moments ago. It's a very positive way to see it that, you know, that we are natural nurtures. And I only had a conversation recently with a friend and it's like, you know, the two of us were throwing the arms up kind of like, oh, why do we do this? Like, do we given out as such that why do we do this? Putting everybody else first and we're exhausted, we're overwhelmed. <laughs> Whereas it's just, as you say, then it's just the natural nurtures within us. It's it's one of the wonderful things about being a woman yeah. as such. That's 100%. lovely. I've never 
heard it in those words. So I think a lot of women that are with me, <laughs> they tick the boxes of self-care. But unfortunately, underneath that is they feel so guilty. Yes. You know, as you said, selfish and they feel guilty then. And I know plenty of women, it takes practice. But I know for the first session, a lot of the time they're like, I should be doing this. I, sh- I, I, you know, instead of having this done, I should, I should be, I should be. The guilt. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that nervous energy, the guilt off them, I suppose. Yes. And it, it's, I, I'd be holding their, their head or their feet. Shut up. Just shut. Calm. <laughs> Calm down. It's okay. And I'm trying to, it's to reprogram that it is okay mm-hmm. to look after you first. And, and as you said, like, you know, you're throwing your arms up and I'm overwhelmed and I'm this and you're doing it to yourself, you know? And again, the, the way I've learned from my mother and my grandmother is we are very, very simple creatures. We are born very plain and very simple and we complicate it. We're taking on too much, but you have to take responsibility. It's lean you voice this the whole time. You do have to take responsibility for what you're doing to yourself to a certain extent. As I do know environmental factors can come in. Um, life happens and it can be very tough and it can be very tragic. But if we can kind of bring it back to basics, we are very simple creatures. And if we can make it less complicated, why wouldn't you do that? And that was my grandmother's way of living. You know, her little routines were very simple and she would get up in the morning, she would have her breakfast, very mindful sleep. And, you know, mindfulness is, it's it's a buzzword to a certain extent in, in our generation, mm-hmm. but we've always been doing it. it mm-hmm. It's it's just, we've forgotten how to be still because it, it becomes nearly so uncomfortable for us to just be quiet and to be still. And I know as a young child watching my Nana, it would be routine. Routine just kept things very simple but her, her routine was simple it was breakfast she would do her prayers in the morning which I just loved I loved that she would light her candle and pray for everybody but that's her being mindful that's her taking a, a break from whatever the day is going to throw her and she practiced her gratitude through prayer and I just thought that was a beautiful way to start the day and she would always insist on getting all her jobs done but once 4 p.m came that was it she was there to entertain whoever came to visit or she did her hobbies, whatever it was, if it was bridge or backgammon or socializing, whatever it was. But that was her routine. And she just, she kept it very... Now, I know when I came into her life, her children were grown. So possibly there was a different routine back then. But that's what I saw. And that's what I soaked up. And that's what I absorbed. And that is what I would look... That's what I try to portray for my friends or for my clients is just slow down calm just calm but it's simple Celine and I don't know if it's if it can resonate with anybody but it is just your energy that you're putting out there people feed off that energy especially children your your children are just pure vessels they're picking up on the vibes around them and they're so intuitive and if mommy and daddy or their 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 parents are, are running around highly strung, highly stressed. And even though they mightn't be voicing these stresses to the children, children aren't dumb. You know, they pick up on energies and vibes. And if I went on a, I'm rambling here, Celine, I'm so sorry. You'll have to rein me in or we'll be here all night. (laughs) But I went on a workshop last Tuesday and there was um, a lady doing her PhD and she was just giving a talk on mindfulness in young children. And here was me thinking, I was like, I'm going to learn how to do lovely workshops and mindfulness techniques for children. 
And it's so funny how it changed so quickly as in she started talking about mindfulness, but it wasn't for the children. It was actually for the parent, the tutor, the teacher. You have me. Yeah, because it's, it comes from us. It comes from the adult because the children are pure. So obviously we can see each other because we are on video right now. So for the people that are listening to this podcast, I am nodding in 100% agreement <laughs> because they're as such as a story behind this. So at the moment, my work is leaning towards dealing with sporting clubs. But specifically to forgive me, and obviously I'm not turning this on me, but I, I just I'm resonating with what mm-hmm. you were saying that. So the idea for me, as I said, I'm dealing with the sporting mentors, the coaches that uh, that work within underage sporting clubs and for me, what it is, I am talking about mindfulness and how they can incorporate mindfulness on the pitch or on the court or in the room, whatever, whatever the, obviously the sport is for them to understand what mindfulness is all about. Because when we have this, when they have their understanding, when we as adults have the understanding, children can only truly have the support then. Mindfulness has been given, you know, you know, such it is the buzzword, but like it's woo woo, it's airy fairy, it's hippy dippy. And what I do is I come in with the science. I tell people, and this is where I'm very much so going towards with my work at the moment, is to explain the brain that when we can understand how the brain and mindfulness is connected, I truly believe that is what blows a person away, that you literally have them in the palm of your hand. They are mesmerized by the words that I'm saying. And I now one specific club that I'm dealing with at the moment, they are asking me to come back in now to uh, to speak to their underage, both girls and boys team, because they are they just think this is incredible that they are now they're bringing it to their younger age because they fully understand what mindfulness is now. And I just it's it's so true that kids cannot, if it be in school, in their home life, on the sporting field, wherever it may be, they cannot fully be fully supported with mindfulness or with well-being in general until the adults understand it. Yeah. Absolutely. It starts from the top. It, it filters does. down. Yeah, 100%. Really it goes back to what you were saying that if, you know, if parents are agitated and overwhelmed, you don't have to say anything. They see it. They pick up on that energy. Yeah, 100%. And so with your treatments, do you do you see that over a course of time with clients that come back? Do you see, is the guilt still very much so there or do they learn is it a case of, you know, mm. that they continue to lovingly push themselves to book with you to make that time for yeah. themselves? Or I know it, it's probably different for, for each person. 100%. What, yeah. What do you see I in suppose, general? I think the first question clients ask me after a treatment, it's, um, you know, what would you recommend I get done? Right. OK. And I, from my perspective is it has to come from the client. It's not me recommending you come for a course of six weeks or you come whatever stint I suggest it has to come the want has to come from the client to either change up their lifestyle make the time for themselves because I don't know where that client is coming from the client will know their body and their mental state better than I ever will and then I'm also coming from a financial perspective as well there's no point me saying I need you to come every six weeks when financially that mightn't be sustainable therefore you're putting pressure on the client yes and they're coming again from a negative motivational 
point of view you know so I, I have someone in every week they're like oh this has cost me 50 oh Jesus <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I want them to be comfortable in making either a financial commitment or a time commitment and again I have all walks of life coming into me and I don't know everyone's personal business nor do I need to know <laughs> so I always leave that responsibility with the client I have my regular clients that come to me once a month or every six weeks and they have been doing I'm lucky enough to be doing this for 14 years now I still have my same clients from when I started they they, they still put up with me and um <laughs> I might have clients that might come to me once or twice a year it could be like a seasonal thing where they know that they have seasonal affective disorder that the winter months really really bother them and they'll check in coming November December January time I could have women that come to me just specifically for their pregnancies, their fertility, and I might never see them again after they have their babies. Um, it could be just getting them through that tough time of going through grief. Um, but the ones that I do have consistently could be going with coming to me because they know the benefits that work for them. Um, like a lady that I've had now for over a decade, she suffers chronic with IBS. And she always has. But reflexology is the only thing for her that relieves that for six weeks to two months and she just clocks in religiously every six weeks every eight weeks um to have her treatment and as I say you know it's it's your little NCT you you, you just check in with yourself so again I hope I'm answering that question you, that no, basically I, I, I don't put the responsibility mm-hmm. yeah on myself to advise even though that's how I was trained you know you you, you tell people to come for you know a course of six weeks I've never, ever been like that because I want the client to make that decision for themselves, you know, to take the pressure off me, Celine. <laughs> and it's, one, it's wonderful what you're what you're saying that like you don't need more negative energy coming in that they're like, oh, I better, I better. She told me to come back six weeks yeah. later. That makes yeah. so much sense. That's wonderful. Yeah. Again, it's just for my own. I, I don't want that responsibility yes. that in six weeks they don't feel better. And I'm like, well, you know, you're, you're still coming to me because it's. It, it, as what you said there it's a negative motivator and I don't want that it has to come from them you know and and the majority of women that lie there it's I should have done this 20 years ago I should be doing this more often mm-hmm. and yeah you should you should self-care is so important and whatever that may be Celine like it doesn't have to be massage it can be the simplicity of going out for a walk or if it is getting your hair done whatever it is as I just say to women have your own first aid kit that you can pull from like if it is journaling I know you're a huge huge advocate for journaling that is so important to you but for someone else it could be the simplicity of just having a shower and not being disturbed so it's and, and it's to adapt isn't it it's to Absolutely. see where you're at in your life and if it is having young children but if you're at that stage where they've grown up you might have a bit more flexibility and a bit more time so it depends on the walk of life that I have love that love that. coming into me Will you tell us about the change with your business uh, back in 2020 when the world was going through a very, very <laughs> fun time? <laughs> we'd say. Mm, yeah. What big change came into your business then? Big change. OK, well, 2020, the pandemic. <laughs> um, and obviously with my business being surrounded by touching people and in a very hot room and in intimate circumstances where I'm with them for long periods of time and I obviously knew I was going to be closed for for a long a long time with with the pandemic happening so I 
and I know I'm aware that a lot of people that might be listening to this, it was an absolute awful time for them. But for I'm only going to talk from a personal point of view. For me, it was a blessing in disguise. Um, I absolutely, as you know, I'm so passionate. I love my job. I'm obsessed with my job. I love, love it's it. Incredible. Um, I'm very lucky. Um, but I have known no difference for a very, very long period of time. Um, and this was my opportunity to change it up a little bit. So I went into, I was always flirting with the idea of making natural candles because I'm a aromatherapist. I always loved the idea of making natural products, especially candles, because when I was younger, as most people are, we love our candles, but they would always give me massive pains in my head. They would hurt my throat. And anyway, long story short, it turns out I'm allergic to fragrance. I'm allergic to paraffin wax, all the artificial stuff that is in candles that we're probably not even aware of of what we're inhaling anyway i started dabbling in my essential oils in making natural soya wax essential oil candles and it it took off um it that it really did and not only that it actually opened up so many opportunities to meet other business women like yourself Celine. that's how this happened you know it was through so many other business owners that actually loved the idea of the candles and then got in contact with me and relationships grew from it. So that's what happened in 2020. I gained time and I couldn't think about my business because there was, well, there was no point. I could, I knew, I just knew it was in shutdown mm-hmm. and it gave me an opportunity to explore a different avenue within the same umbrella of what I do already. That is incredible. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And I know, as you said, obviously there has been so much devastation that the pandemic has brought to us but yet the stories that I've you know I've heard from yeah. people including my own that there still was a certain amount of light that came from the pandemic and it goes back to what you were talking about earlier on you know that slowing down pace that because we live mm. in such like an incredibly fast-paced world and the pandemic taught us to slow down that it gave us the time and how businesses obviously had to change things up. And, and your your business is one of them that yeah. I wonder, and maybe it would have been something that you would have done at some point, but the pandemic gave you that. It handed you yeah. that time, that free time to concentrate on something that, as you said, you were, you've been flirting with for, for so long. <laughs> you have 10 different scents, am I right? Around then, around yeah. that, yes, yeah. yeah, incredible. It's incredible. I've lost count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful to be able to say that I've lost. Me. It's incredible. There's, there's a good few now. Yeah, there, and I know you've probably answered this already, but just because obviously the conversations we've had in the background, these just they're just not candles. There's so much love and passion mm. that has went into this evolving project can you just talk to us a little bit more about because you have like even if if you were to pick I don't know would you have you know a favorite or a top three favorites like it's like they have so much meaning to them talk about that actually because like I I just it's I it's fascinating Leah like it like it no I genuinely is that the meaning and again if people for anyone that's not familiar with you that if they were to go onto your social media and look back through your post and you know hear you talk or read what you have written that 
about your candles, like for students, for people in grief, for for energy, for sinus, there's so much. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Thanks, Lean. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So the candles are 100% natural, made from essential oils. So I think I just need to explain what essential oils are. So I'm an aromatherapist and aromatherapists work with essential oils and essential oils come from nature. So essential oils come from flowers, fruits, herbs and plants. And the pressing and steaming of these ingredients releases the benefits, nature's benefits to you. So I suppose we've all been reared with lavender and how it promotes better sleep and helps with stress and anxieties. So basically I'm taking mother nature's benefits and placing them into a candle. So that's the medium that I'm working with is holistic, therapeutic, natural, and it's all put through via a candle. And then I suppose the comfort and the beauty and simplicity of a candle can bring such calmness and you can be so present when when the simplicity of lighting a candle as well so the candles as you said I've got a a library of 10 of them at the minute and the goal with bringing out any new candle is I want them to be specific to an individual's needs or wants so I, I touched on lavender so anyone that is going through a very stressful time or is not doing well with sleep anxiety um it's lavender it's lavender i'd always recommend um you mentioned the student candle as well um very popular this time of year coming into exam season that's a rosemary and mint so that brings clarity that brings um retention in the brain it helps with that um great for anyone who's suffering with sinus or headaches that's that's a clearing and and you know like rosemary and mint like they're they're clearing oils like if you visualize even smelling them it's mm-hmm. they're cold you know they're they're clearing they're they're stimulating and um, so that's the whole I, I suppose idea behind the rosemary mint um I love talking about my ylang ylang patchouli and orange because that's an aphrodisiac candle which flies around valentine's day <laughs> but again it, it it releases positive emotions uh, endorphins um it, it, it's very grounding so it's to help promote that you know that confidence that sexual energy you know it's it's if they're very subtle but it's to help it's just to help do you know what I mean yes. <laughs> in the bedroom department I told me that <laughs> but it's to support whatever the person is going through sorry I, I daydreamed there for a second from where my mind is going it's only 11 a.m um but and then I suppose the the the, the grapefruit bergamot and lime again it's great for anyone going through SAD the seasonal um affective disorder it's great for the, the, the winter months because it's full of sunshine oils all the citrus oils they're happy you know so they all represent different moods um and and they can go into any room basically around the house um my the, the proudest candle that I have at the minute is my marjoram can I talk about the marjoram candle that is my next (laughs) question so okay for people like I said that are not familiar with your work I am going to lovingly ask you to listen to what Aliyah is going to talk about I just this is truly an incredible candle how because there's a this came about from conversations if I'm right with you with your dad okay just talk us through this candle this is incredible incredible um 
it's a very special candle, the, the marjoram candle. So that came about, um, that was actually probably the first candle I actually started working on before the others. The others were just easier wow. to, to, I suppose, to get the ingredients and people were comfortable with the whole idea, like lavender. Yes, it's great for sleep. And it, it was easier to work with them. The marjoram, just a little bit of a background story with it. Um, when lockdown happened, um, my my dad, I haven't even spoken about him yet, but he's an incredible influential character in my life as well. I'm very lucky with both parents, Celine. Very lucky. So it, it helps <laughs> when you've got good, <laughs> good people on your side, you know. So your team. my dad, your team, your team, he's... Um, I want to say eccentric, but in a very cool way. He went back to college when the pandemic came. He's he's a publican, and but he is a very a, a deep thinker, an intelligent man. Um, he would spend his whole life in college if he could, if he could afford to. <laughs> when the pandemic hit, obviously he was closed, but he took this opportunity to go back to return to college to do his master's in classical studies. So a huge hugely passionate about the ancient worlds and the ancient studies and um, he went back to study as I said classical studies and parallel to this he studied hieroglyphics and hieroglyphics just to explain is the drawings and symbolisms that would be found on the pyramids that the ancient Egyptians used. I was fascinated with that. So eventually after a couple of weeks and months, dad was able to read hieroglyphics mm -hmm. and I would sit with him and I would get roped into conversations um, with him about it. He came across an article um, about marjoram. And as we know, as, as kids learning about ancient Egyptians, they had incredible rituals with their dead and the mummification process and their beliefs in the afterworld and just to me, it was always fascinating and magical. Um, and dad was speaking to me about this. And so simply, Celine, he read an article that marjoram was used to help with the grieving process that the ancient Egyptians would go through. It helped them cope. And that that to me, it just it's it stuck with me for so many reasons that how amazing that the ancient Egyptians holistically took, took care of themselves that yes they would go through a physical loss but to cope emotionally they would use essential oils to help calm emotion um then it it, it stuck with me and then looking at the a lot of clients that I would have that that are going through or have gone through grief traumatic times and it's not just death but but even the loss of a job the loss of a a breakup of a partner the loss of a pet Grief comes in many shapes and sizes. And I wanted a candle to represent that. Not to fix it, but to sit with the individual going through that hard, tough time. To bring comfort, to bring support. Um, and I, I suppose it's just a, a symbolism as well that we would always light a candle beside the picture of our loved one you know, during the mourning process or on anniversaries or at special times when we need them. It, it, it's just a, is it a habit, a ritual that we all have anyway, if it's religious or not? I wanted that candle to hold that space for that person, you know. So that's where the marjoram candle started. And it's honestly, I'm so proud of it. Um, grief is is an awkward thing to talk about for anybody but sometimes a gift like this to represent what the person is going through I, I think it's a beautiful 
a beautiful gift. I've sort of, I get emotional talking about it because it's, it, again, it's a very simple idea, but there's nothing like it out there at the moment to, to be made by an aromatherapist um, with the story from my dad. It, it, it's just, it all came together very, very easily. The oil, the essential oil, marjoram, I get it in from Egypt. So it comes from the original place where, where I read the article the article came from so just I love I love yeah and as you it's a special it's a special candle it is special there's nothing like it Leah it's and Mm. it's so true that you know we all know we don't know the right words to say to a person that's going through grief and again whatever it may be it's not just Mm. about losing someone could be distraught if they were to break up with their partner or lose a job that they loved whatever whatever it may be and it's just lovely to have something there that you can hand that person that mm. that's if I were to do that for a person that's my words to them it's just yeah. incredible I think you've just said it it's when there are no words but here is something yeah. you know I don't know what to say to you yeah. I can't fix it I wish I could but yeah I'm with you I'm with incredible. you through this gift just, yeah just I one of my best friends actually described it as a north star and I thought that was just so oh, lovely. Fantastic. Yeah. And North Star to navigate. Yeah. I thought that was that was lovely. And look, it, it I'm huge into candles. I'm huge into symbolism. I love aromatherapy oils. I know the benefits it brings. Some people, it's not for them. That's fine. That's fine. But for a lot of people, it can bring a lot of comfort. And it's just to let the other person know you're thinking of them. Just yeah. I, I keep saying it. I don't know how many times in this interview that I've said the word incredible. But just <laughs> each candle, each candle, like I said, they're just, they're not a candle. They are so much more than a candle. They represent a lot more. Yeah. They truly do. They truly do. Can you voice to us, what keeps you going? How does your passion keep you driving forward and moving forward? What, I won't necessarily say, ask you what your tips are, but just out of sheer curiosity. Celine, you've actually just taken the word that was actually just popped. Sorry, that just popped into my brain. It is curiosity. Oh my I'm goodness! So, that is the word. My drive is pure nosiness. It's just—it's curiosity. I'm like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I did this. I wonder what would happen if I. It's curiosity. I'm nosy for my own, my own self. As in, what what would happen if if I decided to do this or. It's the curiosity of getting to know more people. It's the curiosity of more doors, hopefully opening, you know, so it's, it's, that is my tribe. <laughs> curiosity, just being naturally very nosy. It's the love of it. It's the absolute, I'm very lucky that what was embedded in me as a young child, that holistic has always been around me. Like it's not, like I always just feel like my mom is a counselor. My mom is at this beautiful, just, easy easy energy to be around and my dad as well so we were always huge into alternative ways um and not shunning the medical at all like not 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 it's complimentary it's to work alongside yes of course but you know if if there was sleep problems mom would always pull out the lavender (laughs) she would always have it dad was always huge into mindfulness and guided meditation before it was even you're going back 30 years he would have a tape of meditation I'd be listening to going up the lift 
I'm going, <laughs> and I'd be gone. I'd be gone. But like, you know what I mean? Like I never heard of any of this for maybe a good 10, 15 years later. He, he was ahead of the trend in so many ways. He was always open to all this. But that probably is, it's my natural just love for it, curiosity of it, and um, the love of being with people. And I, I enjoy it. I enjoy and they do say that I remember when I was studying Reiki and and my Reiki master would always say you will get so much healing and so much gratitude from actually doing the work because the 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 energy is going through you you know you're healing constantly through your own work so I'm one of those lucky people that you know I I enjoy going into work I enjoy it not it's to know when to stop, Celine. That's, that's, that's what I need to work on. <laughs> the, the, the balance, the quote, quote, balance. Or, well, you, I love you always say it's this, there's no balance. It's a seesaw. Yeah. yeah. And you said that years ago. Yeah. And I've been, I stole that from you. Oh my goodness. I use it so many times with clients. It's stop trying to obtain a, a balance. There's no, it's no such thing. It's, it's, it's another way. It's of, to learn yes. to seesaw. Yes. And I loved when you said that. I thought that was so beautiful, so simple. And again, it takes it down a couple of notches of this perfection that we all need to have and obtain. It's it's not realistic, you know. We strive so. and we're exhausting ourselves too. Yeah. To, to get. yeah. Um, I just want to say before I go to my last question, I to go back, just in case you're, you're both your parents listen to this podcast, don't be surprised. Mammy and Daddy Cooney, that if I rock up, knock at your door to sit and have a chat with you someday, they sound fascinating. Oh, I'm blessed. I'm I'll blessed. Talk yeah. talk to your dad about mindfulness all day long. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's a, a heads he's up. A, That's a heads you up. You need there, to have him on next, Celine. I'm telling I, you. I oh. happily would. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. So before I ask you your last question, we could talk all day. We truly, we truly, truly could. But we where. Have. We, we we yes and we have it That's, yes yeah where can people find you where could people if people are interested in your candles where do they look for you oh okay so yeah I'm on all social media platforms as in Facebook and Instagram um and my website is Leah's Holistic Therapies.ie so it's all the information is there a little bit about myself a little bit what I do and all the information on the on the beautiful candles are there as well so I mean okay. The question I'm going to ask you is slightly different, but I think you're you're an inspiration. And I've said this, I, I think I've said this at the beginning, you're a true inspiration. I light up both personally and professionally, like you're somebody that I can talk to and have talked to in the past. You have guided me. You continue to support my business. So my question for anyone that is self-employed or that may be thinking about mm. becoming self-employed what what advice would you give them for someone that obviously has been like how many years you said like 14 plus years I'm lucky enough I'm in my 15th year of, oh my god now it never okay well just to reassure anybody like Celine you know this it, it didn't start off being busy at the start <laughs> and it, it is tough being self-employed is you know you just never know where the next gig is going to come in and mm-hmm. I, I I've kept all my diaries since I started my work um, and I have one lady's name in it. She would come to me every Wednesday for a half an hour back massage and she would come every two weeks. But that was the only client I had for a very, very long time. And I've told you this before, like I'd be so nervous coming up to the Wednesday. Like I'd be nervous on the Monday night for the Wednesday, you know. So it a lot of time obviously has gone by and it's built a lot of confidence 
within myself as a person, but as a therapist and as a, I suppose, a business person as well. Um, it, it does take time to grow a business. And I think talking to a lot of women, especially because, again, I'm not being sexy. Well, I probably am here by saying this. I don't mean it to be, but a lot of women are juggling so, so much and a lot of responsibility they take on themselves um, to keep all the, sh the shows on the road and all the balls up in the air that it is sometimes daunting to run a business, but it can be done. And as I say to every person that wants to start a business or is struggling within their business to and they're, they're questioning to keep going or not, is it is to keep going. It is to just keep pushing through. And it doesn't have to be these massive big goals at the start. It's to it, it, it's to small and steady steps and it's to be consistent with those small and steady steps. Um, another bit of advice is for me that, that, that can only say it's worked for me. Um, I didn't have social media at the start when I set up my business. And in a lot of ways, that was a blessing too, because I didn't know how to compare myself to any other therapist that was out there setting up a business, if that makes sense. So and you sense. know where I'm going with this. Oh, absolutely. It, our habits are that we follow people in the same industries that we're in but for me that blocks me so I don't follow and that's no shade onto any holistic mm -hmm. therapist at all and um, it's it's for my own creativity so what I say to people is you know that saying you know stay in your lane I would nearly say stay in your own tunnel that you I'm aware I'm doing hand gestures here that people can't see <laughs> so stay in a tunnel that I I literally have this Tunnel, this barrier that's around me and I just don't look left or right I just do me and I just go forward I listen to my own gut I listen to the clients that I have and what they want because that's all that matters they are the people that I want to look after whether it be through treatment or through candles so I get all my answers from learning from the people that I'm with i.e. it could be a session with you Celine you know you think you gain stuff from me don't think that this isn't a two-way don't think I'm not using you as much as you're using me <laughs> she's on it's, to it's, me it's a, a two-way street <laughs> and I just I love learning from other people I don't like learning from books I, I possibly have gone the long way around things the harder way around things but I do believe if you've got a passion for something and you believe in your own service or your own product you owe it to yourself to to give it your best shot and things don't Rome wasn't built in a day so you don't have to do it all at once and I have to enforce that that I had a lot of sideline projects and I've told you that Celine while I was building my own massage business because I couldn't sustain myself financially just saying I'm a holistic therapist now this is what I'm going to do it took me a long time to build up a client base and I do think when COVID hit self-care just became huge absolutely huge where I was trying to sell myself as a holistic therapist before that been like trying to tell people the benefits and, and they are coming to me they know they know it now because mm -hmm. I think the world has changed slightly um and just move just move nothing is ever going to be perfect no one nothing is ever going to be ready I still look at my website and I'm still seeing typos I'm still seeing cringy things I'm like oh Jesus Leah but I have, I have to move, just go with it and learn as you go. And I think when you lead with good intentions, a good heart, you can't go wrong. You just can't make a mistake because I, I don't want to cause any harm, any drama. So therefore, what's the worst that can happen? Mm -hmm. Nothing.
that I don't have any fear when it comes to my my line of work because I love it and I will attract the right people for me because I love my work. I will not see or hear or entertain people that don't that that aren't interested in me because I won't attract that. I'm a huge believer in you know the vibe the vibe that you let out is, is what you're going to bring that's back. going to be that it? that's going to be part two of this podcast is talking about that because you have spoken um about manifestation and as you say the vibes and the energy like I could keep asking you questions <laughs> takes a village with everything though Celine, doesn't it <laughs> it, it does, does. It yeah does. and I'm very lucky like meeting you meeting so many other just beautiful energies that that's what it is about that that's what it's about it takes a village just because you know you say you know you, Leah, you're inspirational I'm not I have so much well I just sorry that's not gonna be like I just love what I do Celine and I don't see it as I'm not here to be the next big thing or, or the next millionaire that's not what I'm day one when I studied holistic therapies our therapist our tutor said if you're here to make money you're in the wrong job and I loved that I love that because there is more to life. You know, what is success? And success to me is making connections, making relationships, my own self-happiness. That to me, I'm a millionaire when it comes to that. I'm so lucky. I have beautiful people like yourself surrounding me that encourages me. So, you know, it's it's the, is it the tribe? Did you say the tribe? Yeah, it's your tribe that you have around. Your it's team the, is what you've Your team. Your team. Your team. Yeah. So I'm very lucky that I have a lot of people um, that, that help me because there are days where I do lose confidence. I am human. You know, it's not, I, I come on here and I'm bubbly and I'm chirpy and I'm chatty. I just get very happy talking about the, the work that I do. What you love. But, yeah. Yes. But as a businesswoman, of course, there are uncertainties and there are risks, but you know what I love it so much that if I didn't take the chance I'd regret so that's That's incredible Leah Cooney you're an absolute ray of sunshine thank you so much for talking to me today thank you Celine thank you so much for a lovely chat